Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. <laughs> Greetings, folks. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll be hearing from award-winning contemporary bluegrass singer-songwriter Dave Atkins and his band, recorded live right here in Mountain View, Arkansas. In addition to music and interviews with Dave, I'll be making my weekly trek down to the vault for a visit with my old pal Mark Jones. And Professor Brooks Blevins will pontificate on the history of birds in the Ozark region. All that and more this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. There's no mistaking the raw and powerful vocals by singer, songwriter, and guitarist Dave Adkins. His significant chart success, coupled with his stellar live performances, have made him one of the most talked about male vocalists in acoustic music. On top of that, he's a card-carrying Kentucky colonel. Here he is, knocking out some bluegrass classics. Till the day I die, I love her too. 
You know, uh, it was weird. I, I grew up in, I call it a great education in music because my grandfather was a coal miner and he worked underground for 48 years. And he was pretty much deaf. I mean, he couldn't hear thunder. And his favorite music was blues. So anytime I was home from school, we were under his carport uh, listening to Bob Seger and, and Pine Top Perkins and that kind of music. I mean, that's what he loved, and that's all he listened to. So that's what we, you know. That's what I heard with him. Uh, my mom was a Statler Brothers uh, gospel quartet kind of a you know. Uh, that was her thing. So whenever I was with mom, that's all that I heard. So I got a real good taste of that music. And dad was the Ralph Stanley, Grandpa Jones, that kind of deal. So every day it was a different learning. And, and uh, I love to learn all of them. So, you know, a lot of people's families only listen to one certain type of music. So to, to grow up with three, I guess I learned to sing three different ways. And it was a blessing. I mean, it, there's a lot of growth in there. <laughs>
She might be lying. I don't think she lies, but she's going with me. Um, she tells a story that when I started actually saying stuff, that I would sing it. She just said that I I, I sang whatever I wanted, I would sing it to her. And, and I, I was like, what do you mean? And she said, you know, whatever you said, you you put it into a song. Like and you I, wanted a bowl of fruit. Yeah, yeah. I want a bowl of fruit. <laughs> yeah, and my earliest memory is standing in front of my family and making them listen to me sing. I mean, that's all I ever wanted to do. And I started out in bluegrass when I was eight and uh, played at Dollywood three years with the band. We were there. Uh, I got moved to Nashville. Company moved me down there, and I got signed to a big-time country deal. And I was young and dumb. And uh, when that fell through, I came back and just worked a long time. And and, uh, I started singing in church, and that's where I should have been. I just slowly got back into music and and it's just every day i get to be on stage is a blessing and you don't make a ton of money doing bluegrass but man if i can keep the wolves off the door and get to do what i love i win Farther on down the track. 
Dave Atkins, the original Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. Man, I, I had I came back from Dollywood and had some friends that worked at the radio station and they just threw me out there and, and um <laughs> I was an overnight DJ for a year and it, I loved it. I mean a lot of crazy people listen to the radio all night. Yeah. And oh it was great. I mean just I have seen some crazy things. People come to the radio station at night and stuff, and but I loved it. I here's my claim to fame on the radio. I was the first DJ in the country to get to play John Michael Montgomery's Life is a Dance. That's my claim to fame as a DJ. What do we what will we hear when you come on? <laughs> Can you remember? Oh uh Hey, everybody, it's Brave Dave Atkins, the original Midnight Cowboy. You're listening to Power Country, Pikeville, Kentucky. It's 48 degrees on the outside. You know, I just go on and on yeah, and on with that stuff. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I work on my DJ voice, but I'm a little ragged today, so... In the war between states, they were the best of friends. Then Devil Lance's Uncle Jim killed old Brandy's kin. And although they couldn't prove it, they all knew it was true. Then a missing hog was the final straw, starting a few. Rosanna McCoy, Johnson Hanfield's Juliet, him love at first sight. On the night that they met Now she carries a baby But she'll never be his wife She brought shame to the family name Because Johnson's When you sow blood, you reap blood That's what the good book says Between the Hatfields and the Colts The river's running Two deaths later, on election day, the McCoy boys killed Ellison. Now there's a price to pay. Lord Tarver put armor tied to some pop-up trees. Shot for lead, now the dead devil's mind to leave. so blood, you ain't blood. That's what the good book said. Between the Hatfields and the Colt, the rivers running red. New Year's Day and more McCoys tonight would lose their lives. Uncle Jim got on top of John's head, murder in their eyes. Lord, out of fair and Calvin dead, their home place burning down. Ain't Sally beaten to the poor. Her hair flows through the ground. When you sow blood, you reap blood. That's what the good book said. Between the Hatfields and the Colt, the river's running red. Bad Frank Phillips and his posse, a mom of 30 men, crossed the tug to West Virginia to bring the Hatfields in. Well, crazy Jim paid with his life, nine more went to the pen. Cotton top wheel, hanging pipe bill, the view comes to an end. When you sow blood, you reap blood, that's what the good 
Um, you know, uh, Bobby Sloan played on the, the 0044 record with J.D. Crow, played bass, and then he went on to play fiddle. And, you know, Keith Whitley said that Bobby Sloan was his favorite fiddle player. And Bobby lived six miles from me. So, you know, him and Goble Bartley, who was, and to some people who know who Goble was, you know, he was an innovator on the mantle as much as Bill was. Uh, just everybody don't know him. So, you know, I got to grow up and, and be around a lot of those guys that were hardcore. They took the music a lot more serious than what I think folks, and I don't want to sound bad, but when they jammed, it was as serious as if they was playing the Opry. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's what they wanted you to do. And, and that's kind of the way I grew up. So, uh, you know, it, it's, I, I love having fun, but I just eat, sleep, and breathe music because that's, that's, that's what they instilled in me. So, you know, I guess that makes sense. I don't Here we know. go. God bless you. The Dave Adkins Band started that set with some bluegrass standards. My Rose of Old Kentucky, Don't Give Your Heart to a Rambler, and She's Gone, Gone, Gone. Followed by one of Dave's original songs, Blood Feud, and we faded out with Dave's powerful voice on Little Maggie. We'll be hearing more from the Dave Adkins Band today, but after this break, I'm heading down to the vault to see my buddy Mark Jones. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. I'm standing at the top of the stairs that lead down into the vault where we keep all of our old recordings over the years. Let's go down and visit Mark Jones. Hey, Mark. Mark, Mark, wake up, man. Gee, gosh, oh, oh, darn it, Mark. Oh, <laughs> Good to see you. Not much going on down here today, it looks well, like. Well, not a lot. I just kind of need something to kind of perk me up good. Well, that, it's interesting you should say that because I have a question for you. I noticed that there's a fellow coming here to play in a few months named Jonathan Trawick, a member of a big family and a big, very musical family. I think they were from Clinton, Arkansas. I wonder if you've got any recordings of the Trawick family. Dave, I sure do. You know, I need to hear this, too, because it's good and it's up-tempo, and I think it'll get me going. <laughs> I run across a recording of the whole family, uh, Steve, Tim, 
Cindy, and their dad, K.L. We recorded them doing Under the Double Eagle. Well, there's a good old tune, and everybody's heard that one, I think. I'd love to hear it right now. Let's spin that thing. All right. some good playing and i i don't know how old they were at that time tim was probably pretty young i think that was probably him playing the fiddle now he's a fiddle teacher and he's got students that come here every year and play at the fiddle contest they're still a very musical family the trey that's right he does and uh that's that's what it's all about people just sat around they played music they didn't run everywhere there wasn't any games or anything like that on their cell phones or anything like that and they just picked and had a good time a family tradition playing music together in the ozarks isn't it that's true yeah well mark thanks a lot i'm glad you were able to find that cd for me thank you dave dave edkins was born in pikeville kentucky and makes his home in elkhorn city he began playing and singing when he was just eight years old and joined a band with fellow classmates performing at schools and other venues at 17 he began playing bluegrass music at dollywood where he stayed for two years a year later adkins was named a kentucky colonel the highest title of honor bestowed by the commonwealth of kentucky let's start this set with one of dave's originals sold well i went down to the Grundy county auction where i saw some mites had my mind told me i should probably be cautious Go ahead and make bid on that. And I said, Hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I'll give anything to make you mine, oh mine. I'll do your bid, be at your begging call. Well, I've never seen anyone looking so fine, man. I gotta have it, she's one of a kind. I'm going once, going twice. Oh, lady in the second row, she's an eight, nine, ten, I know. She got ruby red lips, blonde hair, and blue eyes. I'm about to bid my heart goodbye. Well, I 
auctioneer was going about a mile a minute. He's taking beers and calling them out loud. Well, I guess I was really getting in it. So I just shouted out for the crowd. And I said, hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I'll give anything to make you model mine. I'll do your bit, be at your beck and call. Well, I've never seen anyone looking so fine, man. I got a hash, just one of a kind. I'm going once, going twice. Oh, the lady in the long black dress, but she won my heart. It was no contest with the ruby red lips, blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm about to bid my heart goodbye. to write a couple of pretty good songs that folks has, has really took to and you know you get those writers checks in the winter months and and when things ain't ain't too busy and they're just a huge blessing this year we've we've really been lucky we uh cindy g are you familiar with her she's a new singer in bluegrass they they play a lot of her on uh, the radio where we're at and serious and that kind of deal but i just got a song recorded by her on her new cd marty rabins is cutting one of my songs band called Night Flyers doing one of my songs. And, man, I love to write. And I get a lot of kids ask me, you know, what can we do to be better? And I'm like, practice and write songs. It don't matter if you write that, you know, if you're going to go to the store and buy milk, write about it, you know? Because every time you write something, you get better. That's right. And it's just, you know, practice makes perfect, but hopefully you'll never be perfect. And, and that's where I'm at with it. I I practice every day. I sit here alone on the banks of the river.
met there one night on the banks of the river. you're gonna get me whipped right <laughs> thanks a lot appreciate it um man i'm honest and i, I um you, you you play these festivals and we've been playing some of them 10 years going 12 longer and you do see the crowds and they're not getting any younger you'll see empty places where people used to see it that have passed on and nobody's taking that spot just in the last two years, 26 festivals that I know of has folded. It's, it's sad. I've seen so many festivals that, that we go to that every year it's smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's the same bands. I mean, please don't think I'm saying, hey, I don't want to play somewhere every year because I do. I love it. But you also have to have some new blood, you know. There's some new festivals that's in their sixth and seventh, eighth year. They still have the traditional, but they reach out a little bit, you know, and they'll add a couple of those new bands, and they've got fresh faces coming in. She was leaving, house grieving. She didn't even start to cry. Heart was breaking, her love she's taking. How can she tell me goodbye? Now I'm wondering if I can change her mind, get her back to a place in a better time. Between loving and discussing a little house and a family, we were leaving all we were needing in this whole wide world. 
can't change her mind Get her back to place in a better time folks that love traditional bluegrass won't listen to anything that they're not familiar with. Well, how do you grow? And I tell people, you know, open your ears, open your mind. All right, I don't like where today's country music is, but look how much bigger it is than what it used to be. And I hate to say that, but it is. If you don't let something grow, what's it do? It dies. It dies. That's right. There's a lot of places that, that won't have me because I don't sing the way most people do, but don't want to. I don't want to be a clone. And like I said, 20, 26, 27 festivals that I know of has folded in the last two years. And it's because they refuse to have anybody but the same bands every year. You know, they won't go anywhere outside the comfort zone. And I'm not saying you have to go and bring in steel drums or anything, you know, but... Just open your mind a little bit. Today's music is in good hands, you know? I mean, and you don't have to like everything, but you'd be surprised what you would like if you'd listen to it. I've been tied with this coming unwound. And if you're gonna turn me loose, cut the rope. Don't leave me to dangle, hanging here all alone. Make it short and sweet, I might fall on my feet. If you're gonna, gonna turn me loose, cut the rope. Don't waste no more time If you're 
gonna turn me loose Cut the rope Don't leave me to dangle Hanging here all alone Make it short and sweet I might fall on my feet It's gonna turn me loose Cut the rope I'll be More good stuff from Kentucky singer-songwriter Dave Adkins. We heard his moving song, Sold, The Lonesome River, and two more of his originals, Change Your Mind and Cut the Rope. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll hear a little about Birds of the Ozarks from Dr. Brooks Blevins. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Now let's hear from Dr. Brooks Blevins. The earliest Anglo-American pioneers of the old Ozarks entered a region teeming with wildlife, white-tailed deer, turkeys, black bears, cougars, bobcats, even dwindling herds of elk and bison. In less than a century, however, hunting, and especially market hunting, and the loss of habitat took a tremendous toll on wildlife populations. In some cases, animals were completely extirpated from the Ozarks. In others, they were driven to extinction. In this final installment of our four-part series on animals in the Ozarks, we'll venture back into the old Ozarks to visit animals that once were here, but are now long gone. From earlier segments, we learned that Ozarkers declared war on the timber wolf, killing that animal out of the region by the Second World War. More than half a century earlier, the last of the eastern elks died out though we have in recent years begun replacing that lost population with imported Rocky Mountain elks. Ozark settlers in the early 1800s still encountered bison, especially on the region's prairie lands in southwestern Missouri and northwestern Arkansas. Old-timer Joshua Baker recalled seeing a herd of some 60 buffaloes along the Illinois River west of Fayetteville. Even so small a herd could create enough noise when stampeded to be heard two miles away. But the last of the bison were killed or pushed westward onto the plains long before the outbreak of civil war. The old Ozarks was also home to bird species that no longer inhabit the hills. The range of the prairie chicken once extended into the Ozarks. Wiley Britton remembered flocks of these birds by the hundreds in the antebellum cornfields of Newton County, Missouri. 
Schoolcraft killed a prairie hen in the vicinity of present-day Springfield. Even more accounts survive of avian species long extinct. Traveling down the Natchitoches Trace in 1834, British scientist George W. Fanshawe observed ivory-billed woodpeckers in the forests of the Black River watershed, as did German physician George Engelman a few years later. Both travelers also reported sightings of flocks of Carolina parakeets. One of the most spectacular neotropical birds, this species of parrot made an impression on young hunter and traveler William McNeely. Spotting a flock on the Gasconade River in the fall of 1841, the adventurer described the parakeet as about the size of a dove and a bright green with yellow about the head, which makes it very beautiful. No species of bird elicited more comment than the passenger pigeon. As he neared the White River on his descent of the Natchitoches Trace, Fanshawe marveled at the incredible quantities of wild pigeons. Flocks of them many miles long came across the country, he wrote, one flight succeeding to another, obscuring the daylight, and in their swift motion creating a wind and producing a rushing and startling sound that cataracts of the first class might be proud of. As a boy in far southwestern Missouri, Wiley Britton witnessed immense flocks each year in the fall and early spring. Always in constant motion, the pigeons fed on small acorns in the forests until late in the afternoons, covering the visible horizon for an hour or so at a time, like a heavy cloud passing over the sun. Another early settler of southwestern Missouri remembered tens of millions of pigeons generating a sound worse than a thunderstorm at roosting time and large roosting trees broken all to pieces by the weight of the pigeons. He also recalled that so dense and low to the ground were the flying flocks that you could kill pigeons simply by throwing stones into the feathered mass. More commonly, at night when they were on their roost, people took clubs and sticks and killed them by the hundreds for food. For families emerging from the deprivation of a long winter, such a sacrificial creature must have seemed manna from heaven. Not surprisingly, the combination of rank slaughter, especially by commercial hunters, and shrinking habitat doomed the passenger pigeon. Like the Native American, the passenger pigeon had gradually moved westward in advance of the surging column of humanity. None appeared in the Ozarks after the early 1880s, and the last known member of the species died in captivity at the Cincinnati Zoo in 1914. Anyone who lives in or visits the modern Ozarks likely finds it hard to believe that wildlife populations in the region were ever in danger. Open fields host flocks of turkeys. White-tailed deer are so plentiful that driving through the rural Ozarks at night can be a nerve-wracking experience. Bear and elk once again roam the valleys and hills. But thriving modern animal populations are due in no small measure to efforts by game and fish and conservation officials and by dedicated wildlife advocates over the past 75 years or so. They're also due to changing habitats, as tens of thousands of acres once dedicated to cornfields and sorghum patches are now covered with grasses or trees. This human-dominated region that is the modern Ozarks won't soon return to the pre-settlement days teeming with wildlife, but we can at least make sure that we avoid the wasteful and short-sighted practices that once endangered the animals of the old Ozarks. Harkening back to those days of the destructive old Ozarks, here's an American play party song called Shoot the Buffalo, courtesy of Lyon College. It was sung by Dot Metcalf of Evening Shade, Arkansas, and recorded by song collector John Quincy Wolfe Jr. in the summer of 1957. 
Rise ye up, my dear love, present to me a hand. I'll march you in procession to the far and distant land where the hawk shot the buzzard and the buzzard shot the crow. Rally in the cane break and shoot the buffalo and shoot the buffalo. Shoot the buffalo. Rally in the cane break and shoot the buffalo. Corn talk fiddle and a peavine bow. You shoot the turkey and I'll shoot the crow and we'll shoot the buffalo. Shoot the buffalo, rally in the cane break and shoot the buffalo. Thank you, Dr. Blevins. Let's get back to a few more songs by the Dave Adkins Band. This show was recorded at the Mountain View Bluegrass Festival, which is held each spring and fall by the Mountain View Bluegrass Association as a fundraiser for our Music Roots program, which teaches traditional music to students in our local schools. Let's close out this show with some more good bluegrass from Dave Adkins. Well, I was born in a Southland.
Crabtree is on the banjo, uh, played with Sparks for 12 years. He's, he's really one of the more known banjo players in our industry. On bass, I've got playing for the next four or five months because our bass player had to have surgery this week. Uh, Mitchell Brown, who played the Opry 400 times, played 12 years with Charlie Leuven, done a world tour with Alan Jackson, a uh, lot of experience there. But the guy that's playing with us up here uh, is Ray Cardwell. Has his own band. He does a lot of Americana music. Uh, Carl Caldwell, who won Galax Guitar Picking Championships, he is playing with us and singing tenor. And uh, I got a young guy that played for Crystal Bowersock, uh, just a talented, talented 28-year-old kid. So, you know, it's it's a well-rounded group, man, we're, and we're all having fun. That, that's There's no drama. There's no jealousy. There's, you know, everybody grabs each other's stuff when we get ready to load up, so... It's like a family. It is. And that's rare. Yeah. It's rare. Thank you.
travel a lot and i have a lot of folks ask me you know well where would you like to go again what's your favorite place what's this what's that and i said it's my favorite community is mountain view arkansas i tell my hometown folks i tell everybody if you could come out here and see the way that these folks are working together to grow this town to grow this you know festivals and music and enjoy each other i said it would make you change the way you think this is something out here that that everybody should come and see man Last night, we went out, and four different jams, bands, things were happening. I've never seen that anywhere else in my life. And people that you, you'll go in somewhere, and they'll say, oh, well, be sure you, you maybe stop over here. Be sure you maybe stop over there. You don't get that in other places, you know? Dude, this is great. I'm telling you. If bluegrass could be like Mountain View, I, I think that we would make leaps and bounds. Too many folks are worried about where other people are playing and not worried about if there's going to be a place to play. I'm going back on the highway to steer that big truck line. I'm going out on the highway to steer that big truck line. Band. 
Three more good songs from the Dave Adkins Band. In that set, we heard Freeborn Man, You Don't Know My Mind, and the White Freightliner Blues. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We'll be back next week with more good music from the Ozark Folk Center in Mountain View, Arkansas. In the meantime, you can listen to our past shows at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. For all of us here at Ozark Highlands Radio, I'm Dave Smith. So long, everybody. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. And by Stone Bank, with deep roots in Mountain View and a deep respect for those who preserve our heritage. More information about what it means to bank Boulder is at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.